Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 399. Oh, my God. Coming up. Coming up the big three O. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've been doing these shows forever, folks. Your and my beloved listeners and viewers, you're probably feeling that way yourself as well. Uh, um, I've got my great co-host with me, the champ, the one that controls my madness. We've got the great Cindy Nicholson with us. Cindy, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners of you? She's laughing. I made her laugh. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get with Jonathan. Hi, everyone. Cindy Nicholson here from thecoursewhisperer.com. And um, along with Jonathan, I help entrepreneurs that want to create online courses. So 399, Jonathan, that's pretty good. You're getting there. 400 next next week. Yeah, God, crazy stuff, isn't it, Cindy? That's awesome. It's crazy. Um, so we're going to have an internal discussion here. We've got some great guests. We've got great guests next week. And in June, we've got some great guests. We're fully booked, folks. But we're going to have an internal chat. Me and Cindy thought a good subject would be to um, talk about CRMs and how you integrate them into your course, um, the system you're going to use. Obviously, we have a focus on WordPress and like you should use Lifter LMS or Learn Dash or some of the or course um, WP Courseware. Um, there's a number of plugins, but um, marketing automation is a real buzzword um, in 2019, and I think it would continue just as strongly in um, 2020. Um, what do you think, Cindy? Do you think that's a great topic to discuss? Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think it's a really good one because it always comes up and it, it really kind of is an essential kind of component to how you would be running your online or membership business. So so, so maybe, Jonathan, it, maybe we can start with, you know, what is a CRM and why would you want one if you had a membership site or course? Well, a CRM... It's just a way to manage people, and also um, it's normally um, utilized in email sequencing. Fundamentally, um, like with a course, if somebody finishes a particular course, you would then send a sequence of emails to that individual. If an individual hasn't been progressing through a course for a certain amount of time, you could send them a sequence of emails. Does, does that make sense, Cindy? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, also, if somebody um, is purchasing uh, a course and then they're, they're given their name and email and then they abandon the actual purchase of the course, you could then send them a sequence of emails. Um, if you've got a modern shopping cart um, checkout page, um, uplifts are big in the terminology. And what do I mean by uplifts? You know, you offer them a diff in the shopping cart page, you offer them the opportunities to buy additional products or services. Might be, um, did you, you know, they're buying a small course and then there might be an additional course which you want to 
um, promote. Um, and then after they've bought a course, you can send us a sequence um, about this upsell course you're doing, that type of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in terms of, you know, and maybe this is something I can talk to about how important it is to kind of maintain that contact with your uh, once people have signed up for your course to have that those touches with your client as they're going through it so that they still feel that you're part of the course with them. Like how important do you think that is? Uh, I think it's really important and I have a tendency to underestimate that. I have a tendency um, when, when I've been exposed on courses to sequences, I don't particularly like like it. I'm not bothered by it, and if they've got the option that I can switch off or indicate I don't receive them, I probably would. But that's more to do with my personality, and I've been in the online building websites, marketing, for over 12 years now. So we have our personal biases, and we, you know, for obvious reasons, we think most other people are the same. They're not. Actually getting, it's been scientifically proven in the people that I read and um, think that they know what they're talking about, that having a, you know, having a lot of um, touches with people that joined a course and continue to give, giving them encouragement and is by the majority of people most welcomed. So I'm not the best judge of that because I don't need that so much. You know, I'm more concerned about, which is important, I'm not diminishing it, the actual quality of the course. Where I say that, they're both both really essential, aren't they, Cindy? Yeah, I, I think it's super important, especially, you know, you want them to take the course and you want them to have success, but you also want them to know that you are you know, on their side, supporting them and rooting them on. And again, you know, the best type of client is an existing client for future products. So if you have other courses that they would benefit from or other services that you can offer them, you know, kind of maintaining that connection with them um, is super important as opposed to having them feel like they were kind of abandoned once, once we got their money sort of thing. Yeah, and I think you can never start early enough building these sequences of emails. Um, you know, obviously, um, and you know, in a future episode, um, when it's an internal discussion between you and me, I think a future subject is getting that that those first one hundred members of your course. I think we could discuss morphologies about how to get those first 100 because that is seen in the course, the course entrepreneur um, environment as uh, a, a leading benchmark. Can you get those first 100 people to join your courses? Would you agree with that, Cindy? Yep, we'll have to make sure we remember that because that's a good one to talk about for sure. Um, but that's linked also building up your initial sequences and building up your email, you know, your thank your thank you email, having clear instructions about what will happen. You know, having an embedded video in that thank you email, um, giving a personal message you know we're using zoom and a webcam these are not expensive things to do now 
But, you know, learning from some of the pros, you know, I learn myself. When I see a nice sequence, I take some screenshots and I keep it in a folder. Because um, when you see somebody that's put enough effort and work, it is pretty slick, isn't it? And I think anybody that's got a, wants to get success in courses as a, as a, as I call it, e-learning entrepreneur, they've got to learn these mythologies, haven't they? And the, the earlier that you get into course automation, that I think the easier the progress is going to be as hopefully your course grows. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's part and parcel. It's part of the the whole uh, gig if you are going to do a course. So so when it comes to um, CRMs, like there's a bazillion out there, right? So it can be very overwhelming if you're trying to decide on which one to choose. So what what do you think are some of the main features that you know, somebody should look for when they're starting to shop for, you know, a CRM that works for them? Well, this is this is a great question, Cindy, and thanks for asking it. Um, is having, you know, having the right CRM that's focused at your particular level and at your particular niche. There is a lot of them, and I'm going to, in this show, we're going to, go through about half a dozen or more some of the leading ones and what I see is their strengths, weaknesses and suitabilities if you're an e-learning entrepreneur. I'm going to start off with the big the big daddy um, in email marketing and, in, and increasingly they um, last week said that they made over 700 million profit and they're going to be utilising a lot of that money in their um, CRM system, and that's MailChimp. Now, um, MailChimp has been an established email um, platform for a number of years, and it um, exploded on the market, and it, it did that by having a more sophisticated UX interface, and secondly, a very strong marketing um, mythology by offering um, a very usable free tier to its user base, um, which was very attractive. You know, it offered 2,000, you could send off 2,000 emails per month. I'm not sure if it was either the emails or your 2,000 contacts. I think it was 2,000 contacts, and you could send as many emails to those 2,000. Well, that that covers a substantial amount of um, people that are, that are using email for their courses because um, I would say 80% of courses don't have 2,000 members, right? Right. Now, um, as an email service, the free service... Um, I had some slight problems with it because what wasn't explained to people is that the difference between their free service and their paid services were the actual servers that were sending the email out and the bounce rate and the rate that your emails would end up in in people's junk folders and in the marketing folder that if they were people using Gmail, um, was high. And when you went 
to the paid version of MailChimp, they used different servers for the paid levels than they did with the free level, which isn't so, there there always is a price with free, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but at a certain level to get you going, um, I think, it, well, it did, you know. Um, also, you had their branding on the free level, you had their branding. Now, they were not into optimization because mostly optimization is around two elements. It's around tagging and lists, right? These are the two fundamental building blocks of optimization, tags and lists, and how different um, CRMs use tagging and lists varies. Um, some are highly tag-based, some are highly list-based, some have a mixture of both, right? And this has consequences in the way that you set up your um, course with your CRM and will have future consequences on how you can utilize these systems. Did that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, with MailChimp, they're... It looks like they're going to attempt to build out a whole marketing platform. Um, with their announcement last week, that seems to be the way that they're going, where it's going to be like HubSpot or it's going to be like um, Entrepol, um, where like Entrepol and HubSpot, they're higher um, level CRRs, Entrepol, um, and HubSpot would dispute that with me and say that they are still aimed at the small business market or Infusionsoft with their um, um, own system. They've got one, I think it's called Keep. Um, they're entering more the small, medium-sized business market. I would dispute slightly what they, because these, I think they would be used by the small to medium business, but um, a slightly more mature business. Um, because I would say in this small business market, the three I've just mentioned, their price structures are slightly higher than some of the other ones that we're going to discuss, Cindy. Um, but MailChimp have made it clear that they're looking to build a full-featured like HubSpot where you have landing page where you literally be able to build a website um, and you would have the optimization. They, they're using tags and lists at the present moment. But the only thing I would warn people is that when you when you start using it, the flexibility and what you can do compared to some of the other systems that we're going to be discussing is much more limited. And you can see that it's a much more younger platform than some of the other ones which are more mature, Cindy. And also their documentation and the help um, um, documentation and videos that they support is... Okay, but can be confusing and contradictory. And that's what from somebody I was using MailChimp about three, four months ago. And I was actually utilizing, looking at their landing page functionality. And it's great. But it, um, 
I find the interface not to be as easy to use as they would make out to their user base. Would you agree with that at all? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I, when I first started out, I started out with MailChimp. Um, and, you know, it was great that it was free, but I did find it wasn't as user friendly as intuitive, I Intuitive, isn't it? Exactly. It's some intuitivism, isn't it? Is there a word? Is that a word, intuitivism? <laughs> That's quite good, doesn't it? Um, So, yeah, no, I found that with MailChimp as well. And and it's interesting that it's kind of going big with all of the, um, you know, the marketing tools and everything. So, so, uh, so what other ones do you have there for me, Jonathan? Well, I think the three that I would look at, um, another one that's free, it's not, for people outside the WordPress, it's probably not so well known. It's Agile CRM. Agile? Yeah, Agile CRM. And I've had a lot of people start that because it's a bit like Zoho. That they do a ton. It's an Indian-based company like Zoho. Um, have you heard about Zoho? No. Zoho is another that does a host of different software Um. SaaS-based programs like invoicing, it does the thing. Agile, just the same, it, you know, so a business, when they're looking to do uh, marketing automation and a host of other things, um, they look at Agile CRM and it has a, a very low price or free um, platform. Um I would discourage you from using Agile CRM because I have been involved in companies and their support used to be fantastic, but there was problems in getting stuff to work properly, basically. Um, so I'm throwing this initially in because I have had people say, you know, it does everything. Um, it, I've had problems with it, but it's ongoing I haven't worked with it lately. Um, another one that offers a fantastic free level is MailerLite. Have you heard of them, Cindy? That's, that's actually the one I use now. And I went from MailChimp over to MailerLite. When we're talking about an intuitiveness, I found it significantly more intuitive and to learn than yeah. I did MailChimp for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's a French company, actually. I'm not totally sure about that, um, but I think it is. I apologise, listeners and viewers. Um, what do you like? You know, I haven't got an enormous amount, but I know they offer um, they offer a free level, don't they, Cindy? Is that correct? And they, their yeah. plans are, are quite reasonable, aren't they? Yeah, no, I found, I found, yeah, what they offered in the free level, I found was, you know, more than... I needed sort of thing. So, but it, it was just really easy to use. You can do your landing pages, you can do your tagging, all of those kinds of things. Um, it, and it was, uh, I found um, pretty easy to use. So that was kind of the most important thing for me because you don't want to spend all your time on that. So you want something that when you go in periodically to work on it, it makes sense of how it flows sort of thing. Right. We're going to go for a break, but before that, folks, I want to talk about one of our great sponsors, and that's Kinsta Hosting. And if you've got a WordPress site and you're in the e-learning space, or you've got e-commerce as well, you need something a bit better 
based on my experience, than your normal cheap hosting that comes from GoDaddy or Bluehost. Um, seems appealing, but based on my experience, if you start using that through something like Lifter, Learn, Learn Dash, or WooCommerce, you're going to have problems quickly and you're not going to have an enjoyable experience. And it's got nothing to do with WordPress. It's normally got to do with the hosting you've got. Now, with Kinster, they have made it, they use Google Cloud as their um, as their backbone. Um, but what you get from Kinster is you get fantastic hosting, because like I say, they're using Google. But the next thing is you get a fantastic interface, UX design that's really easy to use, plus all the technology bells and whistles like staging site, one-click backup. Um, and the other thing is you get fantastic 24-7 support from people that really know what they're talking about because you will have that problem with your hosting provider one day and having people that you actually know what they're talking about that are really going to attempt to really help you out is going to save your bacon. So, and it's affordable folks it starts at $29 a month around that which compared to like say WP Engine is a lot more reasonable so go to Kinster website kinster.com have a look see what you think try them out and I'm I'm sure you're going to be delighted we'll be back in a few moments folks do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. We're talking about CRMs. And like I say, before we go into the second half of this, I want to talk about our upcoming event between me and Cindy. We're doing our seven things you need to know about when you start your full your first course. And me and Cindy are doing a free webinar. Um, we're doing it on the 30th of this month. It's a Thursday. We're doing it at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's totally free. You're, you're gonna, it's going to be the beauty and the beast. You're going to have Cindy, and then you're going to have me. Obviously, Cindy's the beauty and I'm the beast. But we'll be going through everything you need to know. And at the end of the presentation, you'll be able to ask me or Cindy questions about getting this course done. So it's a great, it's going to be a great show. Um, so um, go for it and join us on the 30th. I'm going to make sure this, this particular show is published before the 30th. Um, and join us and it's going to be a laugh. How you do it, you go to WP Tonic webinar and you can register free and then you'll be sent some email with the link to join us. And um, it's going to be a great experience. On to the second half. So, um, so are you still using a mailer light? Then, yeah. mm-hmm. what what is the particular any particular functionality that you really like about it? Um, it it's more that uh, that I think 
it's the support that I, I've, I've gotten from them and the intuitiveness of the ease of use has been kind of my most important criteria for, for um, staying with them sort of thing. So I haven't had, been given a reason to, to make any changes as of yet. So are you utilizing any of the uh, automizations that they offer to any degree or are you just using it as a monthly newsletter? Yeah, no, I, I have my, you know, uh, once they subscribe, I've got my um, automization after that sort of thing. So, yep, no, I definitely use that and use the tagging as well feature that's available. Yeah, I think they, they, they've, they're extreme. They're getting more increased penetration in the market. They, they don't come up as much in these conversations as some of the other players we're just, just going to mention. Um. I think the free that seems to get the most attention uh, in podcasts, in articles, the free bit to get the most attention is Active Campaign, Drip, Convert Kit. They seem to be the free that seem. I in the first half, half I mentioned Agile CRM, which isn't talked about that much in, in podcasts, um, and then we've discussed Made a Light. And um, also mentioned Zoho. Uh, I wouldn't recommend Zoho as a automization platform. Um, I think it's got its strength. Some of its products, it, it does. Um, it does a like I say, a whole suite of products at very low prices, and they they do a bundle deal where you can. I think they're still offering it at $49 a month, you literally have access to all the programs they offer. The quality of their, the quality and the support you get from Zolo varies a lot from the different, it's like a Swiss army knife of a suite and some of it is indifferent, some of it's top notch and it really, there's no knowledge or where, it depends They've got a big team, but they're covering a lot of areas. The three I mentioned, when it comes to Drip, Drip um, kind of entered the market um, a few years ago. It was built on, um, I think it was built on Python. Um, the guy behind it is a bit of a legend in startups. Um, it was, and then they sold it. They, he sold... Um, the company to lead pages and lead pages was still is to some extent um, big in landing pages in um, lead magnets and attaching a lead magnet. Um, a lead magnet is um, a digital, normally a digital free product that you're offering to people as an inducement to get their name, email or phone number. And then, a, and then the digital product would be emailed um, to that new subscriber, and you, you would have a, a landing page builder that you could build your offering on without having to have a website. Um, they bought Drip. Now, Drip, Drip has a very nice interface uh, when it comes to UX and I think ease of use of using it um, they've got 
they seem to have more of a focus around e-commerce at the present moment. That, that seems to be their target audience. Um, they tag in, um, really big on tagging rather than list. That's how I would um, describe it. Um, I haven't used it recently, um, but when I when I did use it, I was impressed with the UX design and ease of use. Actually, um, and like I say, it's in, then you can. I think you can still buy it as a standalone product. They are always trying to get you to um, buy the joint product where you got the landing page. Um, I haven't used lead pages for quite a while, for over a year. I've, the last time I looked at it, I found it very clunky compared to um, click funnels. That's another one that um, I should have uh, mentioned click funnels. Um, but it's a bit like what I said about with Zoho and um, Agile CRM. It's a bit of a Swiss army knife, quite expensive. Um, but the you know, Brandon, um, the one of the founders, is a legend of internet marketing. Um, so um, a lot of people buy into ClickFunnel because because of Brendan's uh, marketing ability. It's still a really good product, but um, that's a kind of Swiss army knife because you, you seem to have these Swiss army knife products and then you have more focused ones. Um, another one, like I say, um, so Drip, I, I, I would recommend you go to Drip, but I, I think, to be honest, listeners and viewers, it's been taken over... Um, by lead pages, the merge of the two companies and the two technologies have slightly put drip behind the curve a little bit. And I don't want to be unfair. Now, the other two, you've got ConvertKit and ActiveCampaign. ConvertKit um, is another superb product. When it comes to UX design, I think it's just as good as drip. Um Tags are, are used quite a lot in ConvertKit. One of its strengths was um, Drip. The other thing is Drip offers, you can have the kind of plain email message and then they do offer a library of more sophisticated um, templates for more kind of marketing-focused email. Um the editor, like I say, um, I haven't used it a while, but um, the editor seemed pretty good when it came to the more marketing email. ConvertKit, same thing. You can do your kind of plain text and you'll convert um, more marketing type of emails. But where it gained market share is that they did a lot of outreach to some of the leading um, personalities in in online marketing. And the other thing they offered, they offered a very easy to use form building functionality that would integrate very easily in WordPress because before they came on the market, um, MailChimp is a good example. The actual um, MailChimp 
plug-in that came from MailChimp itself to build forms was dog ugly and not that easy to use. And you literally had to buy a third-party plugin that gave you ability to work with some of the leading form builders like Gravity Forms, and there's half a dozen of these form building plugins. You literally had to buy an additional third-party that would communicate with MailChimp with your form building plugin because the one they provided was awful. And I don't know if they've improved that recently. Well, ConvertKit, they saw that opportunity that people wanted an easy-to-use web-based uh, um, graphical interface where they could build really nice forms um, where people were signing up and landing pages. And that's how they, they got their market penetration initially. And it's a good product, Cindy. All right. Yeah, I heard um, really good things about ConvertKit. Yeah, I think we're going to continue the discussion a little bit and wrap it up with a couple um, as bonus content, folks, because we're getting close to the 30-minute roughly. Um, Cindy, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? You can uh, reach out to me. Um, you can find me at thecoursewhisperer.co or also I love to connect with people on LinkedIn. So um, come uh, connect with me there and say hi. And uh, folks, if you want to contact me, just go to jonathan at wp-tonic.com. Join us on the 30th for this webinar. It's going to be a blast. Um, and we'll be continuing the discussion, which you'll be able to see on the YouTube channel, the WP Tonic YouTube channel, or go to the website. But if you want to watch the bonus content, the quickest way of watching that um, is going to be on the YouTube channel. Um, we'll be back next next week with a great guest and a great conversation. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.